What's up, everyone? Welcome to Making the Shift. Where we listen to autistic voices, explore new therapy ideas, and share neurodiversity-affirming methods and strengths-based approaches to support autistic kids. Because we're not here to try and, quote, fix kids. We are here to love them, embrace them, and celebrate them for who they are. I'm Jesse Ginsberg, sensory integration trained SLP, founder of a top-rated speech therapy clinic in Los Angeles, and creator of the Inside Out Sensory Certificate for SLPs. And I'm Chris Winger, also known as Speech Dude, high school SLP and creator of the Dynamic Assessment for Social-Emotional Learning. Are you ready to make the shift? Let's do it. Yay! This is so exciting. Okay. Hi, everyone. We're so excited for you to be joining us for our very first live show. (laughs) We got the energy up in here. We're so excited for you guys to be here and to be here with you guys. We are coming to you from Sydney, Australia. That's out our back window. The land down under, mate. That's right. We are learning a lot of new words while we're here. But yeah, we are having a blast down here. We're here speaking. But um, yeah, what's our exciting news that we're going to share? We have the best news ever. And you are the very first people to hear about the news. That's actually um, true because some of our family members (laughs) haven't even responded to our messages yet. So we are telling the world before we tell our other family members. What do we want to tell? We want to tell you that... We are engaged. We, I popped a big question last night. And that might be a surprise to you guys, not because you thought we would never get engaged, but because you (laughs) thought we were already married. That's right. That's the biggest shock. Everyone (laughs) thinks that we are already married. We are not. But now. Now we're on our journey. Now it's for life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's not going anywhere now. Locked her in. You guys can't see my feet, but I've got (laughs) some chains down there. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So, yeah, we we celebrated last night a little little too much. We feel fantastic right now. We're all (laughs) right back in bed after we're done here. No better place than Sydney Opera House. But it's true. We are engaged. So exciting. And... Um, I feel like I should say I'm Jesse Ginsburg, and you are Chris Winger, aka our little speech dude. Yeah, we right. all know and love. <laughs> um, but and I should say happy birthday, Dad. Yeah, it's right. Your future big day. father now. You got to say happy birthday. Happy birthday, Gary. <laughs> so we wanted to, gosh, talk about why we wanted to do this, and it's so interesting. Um. Gosh, I feel like we're all really seeking this change in the way that we can support our autistic kids. And we very intentionally use the word revolutionary methods. Like that is really what we're in pursuit of revolutionary methods, you know, Um, something that's so different than what we are used to. And I think that so many of us are often just trying to make these changes in our therapy, trying to be more neurodiversity affirming. And it's just kind of like, feels like baby steps in the right direction and sometimes swimming upstream too, for sure. But I always think about how it's so interesting. One of the things that really drew us close, I would say, is our 
I almost call, would call it like a fascination with like, how can we as people, adults, be happier, feel more fulfilled? Like you guys probably see Chris doing insane things like waking up at 5am and jumping in the ocean and right. That's right. All that good stuff. Like really the concept of a purposeful life, a happy life, all of those things like are, are really kind of resonate over our whole theme, right? Yeah. Like, I think so. And with our backgrounds, they're so different. You know, I work in private practice. I work with primarily young kids, whereas Chris has been in high schools for 20 years or something. Yeah, quite some time. He's young. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've seen kids really across the age span. And we have these conversations where it's like, well, what we're seeking for our lives is happiness, fulfillment, um, positive self-concept. Like, why isn't that what we are like? That's what we should also be focusing on for our, our autistic kids. It's not just like showing up for speech therapy. It's so much of that. There's this way bigger picture in what we can do in our therapy with our kids. Right, right, right. Rather than that whole concept of trying to fix something, we kind of build the foundation off of building a positive self-identity, you know? Yeah, really. absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's just the question is like, how do we do that? Right. <laughs> and it's not like we have all the answers. I mean, we're learning just like everyone else out there, but that's really like, I guess the angle we're coming from is how can we really be there to help our kids develop positive self-concept um fulfillment in their lives like ensuring that our therapy is more beneficial than it is harmful like certain types of direction or mindsets could actually be harmful if you're not cautious yeah. with what we're doing you know oh totally you know, like I think you're we've all had those about... light bulb moments where we're like all right now that we've learned we can make a shift. Yeah, totally. You know? And that's what, you know, the story I wanted to share is when did I realize like, wow, I'm way off base here. <laughs> um, I'm totally wrong in whatever we've been doing. Um, and for me, it was really tough. I think it is for a lot of us. But for me, I was this, this isn't that long ago, you know, I'm this professional. I my specialty is helping therapists with their autistic clients. And um, I was, I had a Facebook group and which I still have. It was, it used to be under a different name, but I had a Facebook group where everything was help kids with autism, help children with autism. Like it was all the person first language child with autism that we are taught to use in grad school. You may even say drilled into our heads to use in grad school. Um, such a big thing. And so I was doing all these trainings for professionals saying, you know, children with autism. And I had this autistic therapist in my group in the public comments, like real hardcore call me out on how I should not be using person first language and how it leads to autistic people masking. And it was like such a, I guess that's all I can say, a hard call, call me out kind of moment. And it was like, 
I was not like, okay, great. I'm going to change immediately. Like, you're right. Like, I did not feel that way. And I think most of us, when we have these moments, we don't just have this, like, it's not just like as simple as like light bulb. Okay. Now I'm going to completely change what I'm doing. It's like anything you go through where it's denial, right? Right, right, right. Absolutely. Like I was so defensive when, you know, I was like, this is my Facebook group. This is like my specialty. I'm supposed to know what I'm doing here. I was so embarrassed that someone was coming on and calling me out in front of all of the thousands of other therapists who I was supposed to be like this mentor for. And it was not like a, okay, now let me change this. It was like really hard. And I kind of went back and forth with her and I told her, and this is so classic because I feel like we've all had this feeling, but I told her, well, a lot of the parents I work with have kids who have a recent diagnosis and I just don't think they're like ready to hear that. And they're kind of still in this place in their mind where um, they're not ready for me to use identity first language, not ready for me to say, you know, that this is your autistic child, which I feel like is like I said, classic, like we all say that we all say like, oh, but they're not ready to hear it. But that is 100% where I went wrong. Because that's the whole point. The whole point is that when we can talk about kids using identity first language, that's how we can help parents to understand like, this is such a beautiful part. This is your child, right? right I was going right. to say part, but this is your child. Your child is perfect. This is, this is their identity. And this is something that should be valued. This is something that should be embraced. This isn't something that you like you said, needs to be fixed. So it's all about, you know, the very first time we have these conversations with parents, it's how can we have these conversations so that it doesn't feel like a bomb being dropped on them. Right. It doesn't feel like it's heavy. It doesn't feel like, okay, now, um, you know, I think it's, was it very present? Who said that autism isn't a tragedy? I forget now. I'm blanking. I think you're right. But, um, you know, it's like, it's up to us and how we present that to families. And it was not like easy for me. It was a long way to be able to have those conversations with parents. And now I feel just like so much more confident in my ability to, to talk to parents about autism in general. But I think that's a, a huge point there too. It's, you know, sharing information, that's one of the hardest things when we have those discussions with parents, but sharing information in a helpful way that gets them to learn. So over time, they can make that discovery as well to, to help out, you know, rather than it coming across as, you know, harsh or, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, I just remember that that um, therapist like really calling me out. And that really is what triggered me in doing a lot more research and talking to a lot of other autistic people who were just like super, super open to having these conversations with me. And I just learned so much. And it really was a slow because the first time I went out there publicly on that <laughs> group and I said autistic child, it's like that now I became the target, yeah. you know? Because now it was like no one out, like people were still just learning or hadn't learned that. So it was like now it was like me taking the bullets and 
Well, uh, with new concepts, new ideas yeah. that are different from the status quo. If you're the the lead bird in the flock, you're going to get shot at with the arrow first. That's how it works. I knew you were so. going to say that. That's your, <laughs> one of your go-tos. My go-to. That's it. You, you um, know, but we, you got, we, we learn together as a group, you know. Yeah. I think it's part of the idea and the concept of why we titled this revolutionary methods in order for a revolution to happen with anything. It starts with an evolution evolution, right? We have gradual changes over time that evolve and that's kind of where we're all at, right? We're all learning together and having those hard conversations with parents is part of the process. Yeah, so, yeah. totally. And just trying to shift that thought more into like, how can we help our kids lead these lives where they are happy being themselves and right. people are embracing them for who they are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't know if it's just because I'm not in a school setting or because I don't work with older kids, but I feel like you've had like some really intense experiences. I've had, I should share my story. Yeah. I know, right. We were yeah. just talking about one of your kids. Yeah. Because little kids become a little bit bigger kids and then by the time they get to me they're big kids like they're, they're, they're the same height as me so those little kids become big kids and those big kids become adults so with that being said you know i had this kid he he was a freshman um he had two friends that he hung out with every day at lunch you know he was a happy kid um and academically he had some struggles and so his mom really wanted to support him you know that's what all parents want to do is what's best for what they know in the moment at that time so she really wanted to you know get information for him um and um brought a support to the team meeting right? They call IEP meetings for some of you are familiar with those. And so the parent support came in and said, Hey, you know what? We're requesting IEEs for everything that stands for individual education evaluations, meaning, Hey, we want some assessments that are beyond the school. And so they requested an audiologist, a vision therapist, um, assessments with OTPT and SLP speech pathology. And so we held the meeting and during that meeting, when all of those independent evaluators were sharing their report and the parent support was like, okay, for everything that the student scored poorly in, what we're doing is we've got to have a goal for that. So this kid ended up having 46 IEP goals no. at 46. This is a true story. And for those of you okay, that but work. Like, at- <laughs> I was going to close this. It's so yeah, 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 back yeah. there. Um, but for context like what is a normal number gosh a normal number you know every kid different and it's individualized but you know for some kids that need more supports it could range it can range from you know five iep goals up to usually maybe 10 so 46 iep goals is a lot to track a lot to put on the kid so as time went on these goals were consistent and were more of a compliance-based goal. The kid will not do this, right? The goals were more of a, let's teach this kid how to interact with more of his peers in class by teaching him follow-up questions and teaching him eye contact, right? These were goals 
to create a person different than who he was born to be, right? And so what ended up happening over time was that this kid would be shut out from the, from his classmates, from his peers. Um, his entire day was structured, okay? So we so what was ended up happening is said, hey, during this unstructured time, right, lunchtime, he has to interact for five or ten minutes with his peers that other peers that, that he doesn't know. Right, all of these things. So, so this kid had no unstructured time in his day. Hey, look, I'm going to share with you now. Not every unstructured time needs structure, because <laughs> here's what happens. He ended up getting pretty sad. He had a lot of anxiety, and he ended up getting depressed. He talked about it often. So the parent support said, "You know what?" We need to get an IEE. We need to send him to the Anxiety and Depression Center. We need to find out what's going on with this kid. So in the doctor's report, the doctor calls into the IEP and shares his report and said, my final result is, yes, he has severe depression based on how his day is. It's so structured and he has so many therapy and so many goals. That is why he's depressed. You guys have put so much on him. That was the turning moment. That was a light bulb moment for me of going, why are we trying to fix this poor child? Because in the process, what it has done is it has created a negative self-identity. He was like, I have so many goals that I'm working on that I am no longer seeing myself in a positive way. So it created a negative self-identity. And because of that, because there were so many goals, because he kept trying to feel like he was being fixed, it led to anxiety because he was constantly trying to mask to be somebody who he wasn't. It led to depression because he didn't see himself in a positive way. And, you know, it was just one of those moments where I was like, this just can't happen. I'm going to have to advocate. I'm going to have to stick with what, we value most in life, which is happy people. Happy kids will end up being happy adults. It's so <laughs> it's so sad to think about that. But also it's like one of those things where we get to have these conversations because I work with young kids and you work with older students. Right. And it's like the things we do when these kids are so young affect them when they get older, you know, but it's like, we don't get to see the um, immediate results of that. Right, right, right. But it is like such a horrible thing to think about is like, kids growing up just like being basically constantly getting the message of you're not good enough, you're not good the way you are. Yeah, absolutely. And the other big, the big part on that is, how do we have those conversations with families of moving forward to create a setting, to create goals that will maintain positive self-identity, that maintain purpose, that maintain happy kids. That's the important thing. Um, and so, yeah, with those conversations comes evolution and revolution, <laughs> right? Oh, I like hey! kind of back there. <laughs> Thanks. See how I did that? <laughs> You say um, you want a revolution. Yeah we, oh. yeah, we did karaoke last <laughs> night, actually. We met some friends here in Sydney, and then we did that. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, But 
yeah, these conversations are just so important to be having, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like sometimes they take more than just like a 60 second uh, TikTok video to be able to like really dive deep into. So we're just super grateful to all of you guys who are here live. Thank you so much for being here. We're really excited to continue to have these really important conversations. And I feel like we need yeah. like to have some cool games, you know, like Ellen. We will. like epic or fail. We're we going to come up with We're going to come up with stuff. that. We're going to have epic or fail. Which goals are going to help the kids? Which ones might not be the most beneficial? But we'll do it in a fun way where it's educational. And I think that's important. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the, re the resounding theme, creating happiness, creating purpose, creating meaning so our kids can live a fulfilled life. Yeah. Right? That's good. Good yeah. job, lover. Yay. Thank you. So thank you guys for being here. We've got some really exciting other things that we're going to go into over the next several weeks, but we're not going to spoil the surprise now. So we will catch you guys on the flip side. Yes. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. If you enjoyed today's episode, hit subscribe, write a review, or share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.